Thank the Lord for already a good service. We had a great time of prayer. We thank God for His blessings of filling that prayer room with these men and young men. What a blessing it is. We thank the Lord for each and every one that takes part in that. It's such a blessing to see our young men taking part in the prayer service. And it's also a wonderful part to see how these young people are using their talents for the glory of the Lord in their singing. We thank the Lord for that as well. Tonight, for just a few minutes, I would like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews in chapter 13. Hebrews in chapter 13. I want to bring a message tonight simply entitled, I Will Be With You. In Hebrews 13 and verse 5, the Bible says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we do thank you for the privilege, the honor it is just to come into thy presence. Lord, we know that we're promised where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in our midst, so even now we pray and thank you that you're in our midst in this sanctuary as we have come together to worship in spirit and truth. But Father, we're also very thankful for the privilege of being able to pray Bring our petitions before you. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this service tonight. Bless your people, Lord. Father, I pray that if there be those that may be weary, there may be those that are seemingly all alone in this world, those that may be upon the storm-tossed sea, or maybe it is that they have something that's imprisoned them, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to realize that you are always going to be by our side. And Father, I know for myself, I'm so thankful that you've always been there. In times of heartache and distress, in times of persecution, you've never left my side. And Father, for that, I'm thankful. I pray that you'll bless tonight, bless your people. I pray, Father, that if there be those here who do not know their Savior, Lord, that they might see the bountiful blessings that the saved, the redeemed have. Lord, bless us tonight. Save souls and save lives. And Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. You know, the other day as I was sitting in my study, somewhere between 4.30 and 5.30, in the morning I began to think about some things that God has always promised and as I said in my study that morning, it was dark and it was one of those cool mornings and I was looking out over my desk and into the darkness of the, the window outside and I thought how lonesome it seemed to be out there. But it was almost immediately as I began to think that thought that the Lord is almost as if He tapped me on the shoulder and says, I'm here. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, in my times of studying, when I've come before the Lord in prayer, before I've opened my Bible, 
I've always been blessed to know that God says I'm right here with you. And I feel that presence in every day that I live. I feel the presence of Almighty in every situation that I'm in. Times of hardship and heartache, I know that God is there with me. I know that He's on my side. And these are things that make me feel joy in my heart. Even in the darkest moments of my life, I know what joy is really about. It's a fact that you know that God is on your side and that He's there with you. You know, as I began to think about this lesson, I began to think about an outline. The first thing that I began to think about is I'll be with you when you're weary. You know, Matthew chapter 14, as we see here in this scripture where Jesus Christ had gathered the multitude together, He talked about a fact that He was going to take care of those that were in need that day. In Matthew chapter 14, the Bible states in verse 15 down through verse 21, And when it was evening, His disciples came unto Him, saying, This is a desert place. And the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they saith unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and his disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up the fragments of that remained, twelve baskets full. And they, had, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides the women and children. You know, can you just imagine knowing in the book of Matthew chapter 15 on over just a little bit, here you see Jesus as he feeds 4,000 more. In verse 32 down through verse 38, you know, he was talking about the fact that these individuals, these individuals were wearied and they were tired. You know, I have one thing that I've always found out in my time of physical distress and physical aches and pains. Listen, the Lord has always been there to provide on my behalf. And I was sitting thinking about these young, these, these individuals as they had been told to sit down. They were weary and they were tired. You might be in this house tonight. You may be weary and tired and things that's going on in your life may be wearing you down. Things that you might not have expected to experience in your young life may be almost overwhelming you to the point that you're just burdened down with weariness and maybe you're at the end of your rope. That's when Jesus says, I'll be there for you. That's when Jesus Christ says, I'm always going to be there and you'll never have to worry about that. I'm always going to be by your side. In verse 32 of chapter 15, the Bible said, Then Jesus called His disciples unto Him, and He says, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continued with Me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. Jesus Christ had a desire to take care of those who loved Him. Jesus Christ has a desire tonight to take care of those who love Him in this house. 
You may be wearied with life. Things may not be going just the way you thought they ought to go. and You may not be in a position that you thought you'd ever be in. One thing about it, God's on your side and God knows all about the situation of life that you're in. So tonight, as I, as I look out over this congregation and I see all different types of people, different walks of life, but one thing's for sure, we all become weary at times. We become burdened down. We become, we become overwhelmed with life situations. The Lord says, I'll be there. I'll be by your side. You need not worry. You need not worry. Now secondly, I will be with the lonely. I believe that's what the Lord's telling us tonight. You know, as you talk about these individuals, His disciples after, after the, the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the two men that were on the way to Emmaus, They were lonely, weren't they? They felt like they had lost their great leader and they, they, understood, they understood that that was a real loneliness that they were experiencing. In Luke chapter 24, again we see where Jesus Christ lets us know something in verse 13 down through a, a verse 32. And the Bible talks about these two men. It says, And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. You know, they were burdened down. They were broken hearted over the fact that Jesus Christ had died. They were not just burdened down. They were broken hearted. They were broken hearted for the fact that their, their leader, their the one that gave them confidence, the one that always was saying and providing for them, he was gone. And the Bible goes on to say, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? You know, I know a lot of Christians tonight who are sad. I know a lot of individuals tonight who are broken hearted over, over something that's happened in their life. Maybe failures that they've experienced in their life and they're broken hearted and they feel lonely over it. They feel like they're the only ones that's ever gone through such a situation. You may be in that position tonight where you feel like nobody else knows the pain and suffering that you're going through. I know one person that knows it for well. Jesus Christ, He says, I feel your infirmities. That's the compassionate Lord that we serve tonight. He's there for the lonely, those that are broken hearted. Maybe it is because of past life and failures that you have experienced. Maybe you feel like everybody's against you. You know, I, I've been in that place and you know, a lot of times that's what the devil does to, to work at your heart to get you down. He gets you to what I call getting involved in stinking thinking. That stinking thinking is what destroys a lot of good minds. It makes you think uh, 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 other things than, than, than what really is going on in your life. 
And I believe that's where the book of Romans comes in and tells us to have a renewed mind. And it has us to have a different way of thinking. It makes us think differently about the situation that we're in. Listen, you're not alone with what you're going through. You may be going through something that nobody else knows about. And it's a hard burden for one person to carry by themselves. I don't know about you, maybe, maybe, you've, uh, maybe you've had family situations and maybe you've, uh, maybe you've had family that's turned against you. Listen, I want you to know something. That's a hurtful thing and it's a, it's a sorrowful thing that happens when it happens in a family. That's something that I've experienced firsthand and it's something I know something very well about. But this one thing I do know, that every, every step of my, my way, I know my Lord's been by my side. There may be those that we call friends that have left us that may have, that may be doing things to hurt us and, and doing things to cause us to feel lonely. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll be by your side. That's the way these two men were that were on the road to, to Emmaus. And, and, and the Bible speaks about the fact that as they journeyed on and, and Jesus revealed himself unto them, they said, did not our hearts burn within us? You know, that's one thing that I can say for sure. In my times of heartache and my times of hardship and my times of loneliness, my heart yaked and, and yearned within me. I felt the presence of the Almighty God beside me and I knew that He was on my side and He was never going to leave me and He was never going to forsake me. Folks, I don't know about you, but that's a good place to be. That's a good place to be when you're feeling like everything's turning against you is to realize that the Lord's on your side and the Lord said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Now, thirdly tonight, I want you to think about this in Matthew chapter 8. We see here what happens when the storms of life begin to rage. In Matthew chapter 8, the Bible tells us in verse 23 to begin with. Now notice what it says here. Verse 23 down through verse 27. Talking about a, a, a great storm that began to come in. And each and every one of us Tonight, if you're here and you've lived very long at all, you've been through a storm or two. You've been through some hardship and heartaches. Things that have come up that you never expected to come up. The Bible says, And when he had entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came unto him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. <clears throat> and he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. Maybe you're in the middle of a storm right now. Maybe you're in the middle of a, of a great storm right now and, and the waves are beginning to come into the boat. You know, I preached that message once before. It wasn't so bad that the waves were on the boat, but the waves became, became into the boat. That seems to be a disastrous time in our lives, and it seems to be a time when we're at our, our very most vulnerable state in life. Upon the storm-tossed sea, and there 
we're feeling all the effects of everything that's going on around us. Maybe your storm is something that happened on the job. Maybe your storm is something that's going on in the family tonight. Maybe your storm is something that, that, that come up out of the blue and, and all of a sudden you're, you're surrounded by blackness and water and, and debris. Jesus says, listen, why be fearful? I'll be with you. And it's a hard place for a human being to get to, isn't it? It's a hard place for a human being to come to a, a, a place of rest when they're in the middle of a storm. It's not natural for us to come to a place of rest when we're in the middle of a storm. But that's what Jesus Christ is telling us we ought to do. Listen, He says, have faith. I'll, I'll be there with you. I'm going through the same storm that you're going through. And Jesus Christ, as He lay there asleep in the ship, He wasn't, he wasn't worried, was He? Listen, I want you to know something tonight. Maybe you're going through whatever storm it is that's about to wreck your boat. We go back and we think about the book of Acts in chapter 27 where, where Paul was shipwrecked. And I mean, he was up against it pretty hard, wasn't he? In Acts 27, the apostle Paul had already told all these men, listen, you better stay on board. Listen, I want you to know something tonight. The Lord's telling you to stay on board tonight. The storm that you're going through, it may look very atrocious. It may look very wicked. But listen, he said, stay in the boat. And what he's saying is, keep the faith. Listen, child of God, tonight, I know that those storms in life can really be heart-wrecking. And they can really challenge our faith, but you know this, that he says he's promised, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I believe that when he's telling us that, he's going through the storm with us. What's your storm tonight? What is your storm? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's the fact that you feel like you're going to fail. Folks, I want you to know something. Those are real emotions that we go through. Those are real things that move upon an individual. Tonight, just know this. That the Lord says, I'll be with you. I won't forsake you. Now lastly tonight, I want you to look at this. He says, I'll be with those that's imprisoned. What's holding you prisoner tonight? You know, the Apostle Peter in the book of Acts in chapter 12 was cast into a prison one day. He was cast into the prison and it wasn't of his own choosing. It wasn't because he was uh, breaking a, a law of some sort. It was because he was preaching Jesus Christ. But I want you to know something here. There are many things that imprison people tonight. There are things that imprison us. There's our past. It'll imprison you if you're not careful. Your past failures. Your past sin. 
They can hold you hostage if you're not careful. Just remember what the Lord says. When the Lord said, I've forgiven you, that's exactly what it means. He's forgiven us and he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, the Bible says, if we are faithful and if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Folks, I want you to know something. It's a disastrous thing to be imprisoned by your past sins. If you're saved by the grace of God, you need to realize this. That he says, I've forgiven you. In Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, again, this is one of those scriptures I really like to turn to because it tells the story of salvation. He says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. And again, I always want to make sure you understand what that word reason is. It is to consider. He says, I want you to consider this. And I want you to hear tonight that are imprisoned by your past sins. I want you to hear tonight that are imprisoned by your past failures. I want you to listen to what the, the Lord of hosts says here. He says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Folks, he's released you out of that prison of guilt. Guilt has held a lot of people prisoner. Guilt has held a lot of people back from doing a work for the glory of God. Because they always go back and they remember their past sins, their past heartache, their past hardships. It has held you back, hasn't it? You've been imprisoned by your past and, and that's the one thing that the Lord says, listen, I'll be with those that's imprisoned. I'll relieve you. Know what happened to Peter? Peter was thumped on the side one night by an angel. He was awakened and he was led out of that prison. Folks, I want you to know it might be the Holy Spirit poking you in the side tonight and saying, listen, he says, I'll be with you. I'll be there on your side. Those first 19 verses of, of the book of Acts in chapter 12, you see Peter as he made it all the way out. Listen, Peter was a great worker for the glory of God. You can be tonight as well. But you got to get out of the prison. You've got to get out of the prison of past failures. You've got to get out of the prison of your past sin. And you've got to get on with your life. You can't always continue to, to be burdened down with your past, your past hardships and heartaches. Because if that's what you're always remembering, you're never remembering that the Lord said, I'll, I'll relieve you and I'll be with you. Listen, I want you to know tonight that if you're saved by the grace of God, you have a great protector. You have one that cares for your soul. You have one that cares for you as an individual. And he says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. You know, in the book of Matthew in chapter 28, there as he was commissioning his people to go and to preach the gospel... He says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. 
Folks, I want you to know tonight that that's a promise from our Savior. He says, I'll always be with you. Now, I don't know about you, but that, that makes my heart rejoice tonight. Yes, I've been imprisoned with some of my past. I've allowed my past to imprison me and to keep me held back. But listen, know this. I know what God said to me. I know that the Lord said it to me, but I have forgiven you and I have cleansed you. Folks, I'll tell you tonight, those are some of the most pleasant words I believe you will ever hear. I'll be with you always. May God be with each and every one of you tonight. Let's all stand, please.